you need the prep partner for the tough teams. So obviously we did no prep for Canada. Everybody and welcome to Stat Check episode 54. We are the pod people. Uh, this episode is so named because the WC pods were announced, which means that we are all deeply, deeply invested in little names of countries next to each other in groups for the next week or so. I'm in week I'm in going... two days. <laughs> yeah, let... don't don't say it like that. Um, nine days, nine days of prep. Uh, I'm Ennis. I'm joined by Nathan and Jeremy. No Anthony this week, unfortunately, as it is his six-year anniversary. So uh look hell yeah hell yeah Anthony good good lad um so he's not here he's not he's not here with us for obvious reasons uh this week we're going to be doing a few things we're going to do the standard how is our week been what have we done we're going to do stats for the month for the month we're going to do a little bit on the WC pods and then we're going to do our drafts um that's the we're going to do the WC draft which uh chat is going to get to be involved in this year so I'll be setting up some straw polls as we go and we'll be getting that ready to ready to start and then for anybody who is listening to this who isn't live uh, you will be able to access the online version of that that we will have available probably through an article link on the website and for everybody in our Discord. And that'll be, you know, that'll be that'll be good to go. So hopefully everybody is having a good week and is very excited for the WTC, as we all are. Uh, I've We managed to get our new Scotland shirts now, which I'm super happy with. There's even a giant lion on it that's really hard to see on camera. But, um, you know, it sits exactly out of that shot so that the lion can surprise you. Uh, which we're very happy with. Like, I'm going to wear this for another 30 seconds and then take it off because I don't want to have to wash it before I go to Belgium. Um, but let's move on. Nathan, how you been? I was just my audio would stop clipping in and out. Um, I don't know if anybody heard the moment where I turned off my Bluetooth speakers and you got to hear the StreamYard uh, testing your audio sound. <laughs> But didn't come through. You're good. <laughs> fortunately, not. Uh, my my weekend was terrible. Uh, but uh, basically, Porter Airlines fucked up my flights at the last possible second. So I got an email um, Thursday evening from Porter at like 1130 at night um, telling me that they had canceled my flight for Friday. <laughs> and then uh, Porter Airlines was like, yeah, so we can try to get you on to a, uh, a flight on Saturday. And didn't tell me what was going on and i was on hold with them for customer service for like an hour during which i was trying to talk with one of the organizers uh morris from red dragon about what we could do and we were looking at alternatives and stuff like that and it ended up being like the alternative to try to fly me out on a different airline was going to cost like an extra 900 dollars or something like that past the refunded airfare so we decided that instead we would cancel the flight and i'll just go to whatever the next event is that he runs in Canada. So we're going to try to do that. Um, so yeah, Porter fucked up my weekend. And so instead I spent the weekend like painting Eldar minis to look really like brass statues coming out of people's nightmares, essentially. They do look um, really nice. They do look really cool. I will say. Yeah. I, I don't did like learn Eldar. The, look cool. the Shadow Spectres are probably a bit bigger than they need to be. I double checked them against a friend of mine's because they were supposed to be one to one. He's like, those look a little big on their 25 millimeter bases. I'm like, they are a little bit tall. Um, but yeah, 
otherwise, the weekend was, I guess, fine because I filled it full of stuff to keep myself occupied, basically. And that was about it. Yeah, I can't believe that Mike Porter did that to me either, Chris. Um, he, he saw that I was sharing around his uh, T, his player card picture around the Internet and then uh, decided to sabotage my flights via his airline. Oh, have you seen any of the Scotland ones yet, Nathan? I have not. Um, you should ask could, for our coaches. I'll ask Tomek and if, if he's still awake and see if he'll send me some. Um, other than that, like, I played some Death Watch practice games because uh, David finally sent me his list, Atlas Submit, essentially. So I got to, like, run away with it and do some stuff. And so I've been playing some Death Watch practice games. Uh, they're hilarious. Every time I reverse deployment zones, somebody gets really upset and surprised by it. They're like, Marines aren't supposed to teleport like that and then pick up whole units with one round of shooting from cannons and then melee. And then it's kind of fun. So, yeah, that's been that was my weekend. I got to watch from afar as Jeremy had fun up in Canada. We missed you all weekend. I know. I was sad and I was told that they were going to run a stats dad memoriam tournament. And I was like, but I have to die for that. <laughs> and they're like, I don't you know. No, we'll just kill your 40K career. Oh, you have to have a 40K <laughs> career first for that to happen. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Well, who but I'm excited for War Someone Masters. in chat is asking. What? Who won the golden tickets for that one? Well, I guess I may as well talk about my weekend then. Yeah. Um, my my weekend started on on Friday morning when I woke up to to Nathan's message that he wasn't going to make it, and I got very sad. And immediately after I got out of the shower, I called Nathan. I was like, "Can we make this work in any way?" And that's when I discovered that he had already gone through it with Dan. Um, and yeah, so we're getting you down for the next one. Um, yeah. So you might want to keep your calendar clear sometime around November fourth and fifth. That sounds easy to do. I don't um, usually go anywhere not, at the beginning of November. It's not not locked in yet, but we're 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 gonna make it happen. Um cool. as the weekend went. Better than I could have imagined. Uh, everyone who knows me knows that I was kind of running around a little bit like a chicken with its head cut off towards the end of the week, making sure that everything was in order. We've still forgot, managed to forget some things. Um, but everyone seemed to have an absolutely amazing time. There were a couple people whose spirits were broken by having to play Eldar one too many times. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, TJ. I, I really, really am sorry, but I could not control those pairings. Um, and I heard what happened to TJ as well. The uh, just like six 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 damage into like six 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 on the D cannons and just yeah, Eric Marcou, friend of ours, was playing into him, and it was just like. Rolled three nat sixes to wound with the D can with it with a D cannon, and it was just like, I want to say I'm sorry, but I'm not. Screw you. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing Eldar. Um, yeah, so the weekend went the weekend went fantastically. Um, everyone everyone did have a lot of fun with the event, even if the meta was a roaring dumpster fire. Um, John in chat said that he had a really good time. Um, I've been going through, so we sent out, I sent out a survey after almost every event that I run, just asking people for general feedback, ranking, you know, how the event is. And like, I think we're at like an average of a 4.8 out of five when it comes to event enjoyment. Is that it? I'm happy with that. 96%. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, the th thing that most people complained about the most was the meta was shit and they had to drive a little bit too far because we held it in the middle of nowhere. 
Um, but then when the question that I asked them immediately afterwards was, we did it here because it was cheaper for the venue, which meant that we could offer a better experience. Are you guys cool with that? Or do you want us to bring it back to actual civilization? And they're like, no, no, keep running the good events. And we're like, all right. I, I will say that my favorite thing was getting video of a somebody like flying an Eldar tank around. Um, although I was told I couldn't hear the vrooming noise. And the other thing uh, that I really enjoyed was just seeing a hockey arena being used as a venue. <laughs> brought me back to my my childhood of playing hockey because i don't live that much further i didn't grow up that much further south from canada so that was yeah no it was was great um uh, my favorite bit from the weekend by far and i'm actually gonna pull it up because i want to share a couple a couple pictures later on um was that yes the event was held in a hockey arena uh and it was a hockey arena that's designed to only be used as an arena during the like colder months so it doesn't have fancy things like air conditioning in the main area Um, so on Friday night, as we were setting up, we were sweating buckets and then Saturday morning, we were blessed with very cool, like reasonably chill weather. Um, and we opened up the doors to the building and you know, got a really nice cross piece going through. So it was really comfortable, but we definitely lucked out because if it had been like scorching hot, we would have been, uh, very similar to how, uh, the Necker Hall felt last year. <laughs> um, but the big thing that, that came out of it was obviously we gave out, um, four golden tickets to the top four generals that hadn't already um, won a golden ticket through other events. Um, but the thing that made me laugh the most through this was because it was in a um, in this hockey arena, the hockey arena is used for summer camps during the week. So we got in at six o'clock on the Friday night to set up and then you know, teardown was immediately after that. Um, but when we got in, I had a great chuckle because they had this great big sign up. And I'm going to share my screen or try to share my screen. Sent share screen window. Please don't break. Should be a lot of screen sharing this weekend to prepare for things for things to break yeah. pretty, pretty. So pretty this cool. was the this is the photo gallery. If anyone wants to check it out, it's on the Breath Weapon Gaming website. But I want to draw your attention to the the core rules of the event. Uh, which was following the summer camp rules. It turns out that when you uh, hold a 40K event, the rules for the attendees are pretty much the same as the rules for children Children attending a summer camp. Keep keep your hands and feet to yourself. uh, Play safely. What is that left thing, by the way? (laughs) Up here? No. Your tab. This? Oh! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that is an inside joke that from from our social media group um for anyone who does not know uh canada has a lot of very funny place names uh if you search this which is a night on dildo and we're probably gonna get demonetized just for me saying that uh, it is an arrogant worm song that just riffs on place names and yes there is a place called dildo newfoundland including come by chance um Kilbride, which is a little bit more normal and yeah, they just riff on, on on place names. But yes, that was a joke that was coming up earlier. And yeah, I, I forgot that that tab was still open. Um, but yeah, to play safely, to treat each other with respect, listen carefully. I pointed at the players that I know that don't listen to me half the time, and to have fun. Turns out that the summer camp rules apply when you're playing when you're playing a 40k event. I don't see beat the elder players with hockey sacks, but other than that. Yeah, hacky sacks. Well, it's all about the hockey sticks, actually, not hacky sacks. But <laughs> that'll yeah. work. Um, yeah, and we gave away um, a like true scale, well, true scale to humans uh, lion shield that was crafted by one of the locals. Um, 
that was a ton of fun. But yeah, so I'm going to stop this. Uh, we gave away four golden tickets. The golden tickets went to... Um, so first, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to premise. Uh, Ridvin Martinez, a.k.a. Scarry from Scardcast, he did win a ticket. Um, but he passed on it because he wasn't sure if he was going to be able to commit to the event, uh, the, being the World Championships of Warhammer in Atlanta this November. Uh, and so as a result of that, uh, he passed on it. So the four that ended up winning were uh, Zach Como, who finished third at the event, Eric Marcou, who finished fourth. Uh, I think it was fourth. Um, I'm going to get the, the, the places a little bit off. That's a shame. I'm upset Eric's making it to the event. <laughs> <laughs> I joked with him that it was the third time. Third, third time's the charm. Uh, Chris Rice and then Will Paul. Um, <laughs> from this guy, his commitment issues. Uh, if anyone is interested in watching back some of the games, uh, Scar was actually on stream for the last two rounds. We had a bunch of uh, a Canadian stream team in uh, doing kind of showcasing talent. Uh, but we had Scarry versus Will Paul in the finals on stream. Uh, and when they were told that the winner was guaranteed a ticket and the loser would not get a ticket if the winner took it, Scarry just said, I don't care who wins this game, Will, you're getting this ticket. Uh, because he couldn't commit to it. Uh, just great great show of shortsmanship from him because he knew since he knew that he wasn't going to be able to make it for sure, he was just like, no, he's committing to it. Give him the ticket. I'll have plenty of opportunities to get it uh, elsewhere if I want. Um, but yeah, it was a great event. Everyone had a really good time. Um, we did have five Eldari in the top ten, which is it. You know, Honestly, that's a pretty good rate. Like there were some that were significantly worse than that this weekend. Th th so. This is true. Um, one of the things that helped that was definitely the fact that um, <laughs> uh, Ridvin just kept knocking Eldari down, and the Eldari also had a habit of knocking each other out. Um, so the final standings in terms of the top 10 were uh, Jason Sparks of Canhammer, um, who won with Eldari. Um, he took home the shield. He already had a golden ticket. Ridvin with his Necrons. Zach Como with Eldari. Eric Marku with Eldari. Chris Rice with Thousand Sons. Then you had Will Paul with Gene Stiller Colts. Uh, you had Dom Caret with Deathwatch. Uh, Cody Bourgeois with Eldari. Maxim with Adeptus Custodes. And Tim with Eldari. So, you know, just a lovely... Lovely mix of factions up there. Uh, and then 11th, 12th, and 13th place were also Eldari. No, honestly, it's still more diverse than the top 10 individual players at ATC, which was seven Eldar <laughs> players, two Gene Circle players, and a Necron player. So <laughs> That is true. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's where we're at right now. Uh, I am now more or less recovered from that weekend because it was, as always, when I'm running a weekend, a very draining experience, but definitely a very rewarding experience. And now we get, and the most, the worst part about the weekend by far was we got in at six o'clock to do setup on Friday. And that was when WTC list went live and I couldn't look at them because I had tables to set up and mats to lay out and terrain to, to split. And I was just like, no, I need to. So I, I, I pulled my phone out once and then said, no, this has to stay in my pocket. Cause if not, I'm just not going to get any work done. <laughs> How today. much did you get done after you were done setting up tables? How much did you read? Uh, I read through probably about five or six teams, the ones that I was interested in. Um, obviously, Friday night, we didn't know our pods yet. So there was, it was, I was mainly looking at like you guys. I was looking at the Americans because I wanted to see where they settled on. I wanted to see if Jack had actually run that, brought that Grey Knight list that he was running at ATC. Didn't um, we all? Yeah, because it was just like, 
Mm, this is interesting. Um, and yes, Charles, I wish that you could have made it. Um, there's always next time. And uh, definitely be in touch with us because uh, your generosity with regards to your ticket was not did not go unnoticed by others. Uh, Charles was unable to make the event, but it was after the event cut off that he realized he was the refund cut off that he wasn't going to make it. So he said, just give my ticket to someone else. So shout out to him for that. Um, yeah. Innes, how was your weekend? Yeah, so I've had a very busy week of filling out spreadsheets. I don't know if anybody <laughs> knows what playing with WTC is like, but it mostly devolves around this time to, hey, here's a parents matrix and a table matrix and hundreds of lists that we need to do analysis on and and pairings prep and 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 read them all and make sure you understand them and make sure all your players understand them because obviously I'm captaining, which means part of my job is also to make sure my players know what's going on. So spreadsheets. I've done my matrices for all the pod one team, for all the pod one teams and our pod. We've written out summaries for basically every team now. I think we've done like 29 of 36 across me and Chris and a few other people. Mostly Chris. Chris has been the hero. Um it's so much, so much prep. Uh, we also did a practice weekend, read all the lists. Obviously, immediately you open it up, you're like, okay, what's Poland submitted? What's Australia submitted? What's England submitted? What's the USA submitted? And then I stopped caring after that and just read our pod. But, you know, obviously we didn't have a part of that point. So you're scrim scrolling through, looking at the weird factions, trying to be like, okay, what's this team submitted? What's that team submitted? Why does, you know, so we went through all of the pool one seats that, all the, like the, the top seats that night, had a look at all of them, saw some commonalities, did some rough analysis on, like how we think team comms work, what we think is like, you know, even just looking at stuff like what do I think is going to first defend, what do I think is attacking here, what do I think is getting resources so that we have, you know, if we do pair into the better teams that we're as prepped as possible for them. And then, you know, the, the weaker teams you can usually, you don't need quite as much prep for when you're a weaker team because, you know, you're playing at the same level. You need to pair, you need to pair prep harder for the tough, the tough teams. Um, so obviously we did no prep for Canada, no prep for uh, Sweden, that kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> To be fair, Sweden did bring double knights, so that might just so did so did Australia though. So like, are we maybe we're all wrong? <laughs> maybe I found that when um, I was going through the uh, the faction breakdown earlier today. I was just like, did we just miss this? Look, all I'm saying is it really does feel like Australia play tested their lists against each other, which is why they're all crap. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure that will not come back to bite me. And I'm sure all the Australian players are 100 percent correct and i'm absolutely my <laughs> on this one because there is no way that that's not the case however i still feel like they're wrong and <laughs> that has a lot of weight <laughs> <laughs> i mean of course matt morris holy does not think that team australia is wrong just no why would you for the record like i every I every team love... and went oh we we got this right every single team yeah. in the world did that but my... we got this right so my most favorite thing, though, is that the WTC banter chat and that Discord has, like, exploded since pods have been announced. That's, like, my favorite thing, because there's just so much trash talk happening. Because they, like, they finally let the English players out of the cage, and now we've all united in our hatred of Team England. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> As if they weren't already united in the hatred of Team England. There was already a hashtag, although England is fighting that one back a little bit. I don't care. Hashtag anyone but England is all that really matters. Uh, except I for Germany, who are on team hashtag anyone but the USA, which I can also back. Like, no, don't get me wrong. But <laughs> anyway, this WC, and if you haven't had a chance to read the list yet, there is uh, a list doc that is floating around, but the, all the all the lists are on BCP. Um, there is some wild, wild stuff in there, whether you want to talk about um, Team America's 30 Grey Knights list or 
Um, Austin the Polish was a bit of Deathwing Knights for our Space Marines list instead of Dark Death Watch, which 90% of the rest of the world is settled on. Um, there are so many Lich Guard blocks, but there is like a cool Triple Catan list. There's um, Liam Hackett who's playing two Necron Warrior Bricks. Um, like there's there's lots of diversity even in the strange factions. Things like um, in our pod, there's a there's like double links Eldar as opposed to the standard stuff. There's lots of lists that have the Avatar of Cain instead of the Incarn. Um, lots of lists that don't have the Incarn at all. Even some teams that don't have don't have any wraith any wraith knights or wraith guards. So there's definitely a huge variety of stuff that you can uh, lose to. Um, yeah, and if you join the WTT, yeah. WTC Discord, you can get it the list organized by country pretty easy <laughs> yeah one of the un teams has three valiants uh scotland oh, and poland both have Tau. no idea why scotland and poland were both have landed on the same thing after we took Tau to poland with us um don't worry about it um no it's super awesome i'm so hyped to see and then obviously we got our pods as well i think the most useful thing to do with that they're going to be to chuck up the actual picture of the pods if i can find it uh, I'm just going to share this. Share this I've got the. Oh, I've got. Okay, if you chuck it, you chuck it up and go for it. Yeah, give me just two shakes while I I have to share my screen in like layers, basically, probably. Okay, I think I can just do a tab. There we go. Cool. I can just do a tab. That's awesome. <laughs> he doesn't want to risk showing us what he's got open in the background. <laughs> um, actually, I'll show everybody later if everybody really wants to see. <laughs> It's a, it's actually just papers for me writing a scientific paper right now Look, that I'm doing. That's you can't prove that. Um, <laughs> I can. I'm gonna stop sharing. So you can, I can, you can prove it. it. You can prove that that's what it says now. No, that's not. Give definitely... me a second. <laughs> prove it. <laughs> Frantically closes I'm, two or three. I'm uh, not even going to. I'm so, just gonna Jeremy, share. how are you guys feeling about your pod? I, I like it. Uh, we've got Croatia, Norway, and. Um... <laughs> And Ireland did it. <laughs> the brief moment of fucking streamyardception was a little too much for my brain there for a second. <laughs> that hurt. That did hurt. But yeah, we've got we're in pod one. We got Croatia. We got Norway. We got Ireland. Um, the Norwegians are amazing. The Irish. We had a great time against them in round five last year. Uh, the Croatians, I actually know very little about. I believe this is their first WTC. It's the first WTC, but they were a fixture in the old formats. Okay. The, there are four new teams this year. Um, Cyprus, uh, South Africa. Israel? Israel. Israel, Bulgaria. Bulgaria. Czech, no, all the teams in it's all the teams those... in Rule 4 are new teams in terms of like their first attendance of WC. Some of them have been ETC before. Oh, New Zealand is the fourth one. I almost forgot New Zealand, which oh, would right. be really rude of me. <laughs> um, so those are the four new teams. I just can't think of New Zealand as a new team. I actually think they're going to be a surprise team for people. Although them being in the well, you can prove that later. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Kitley. Man, I can't see anything anymore because I accidentally put my streamyard in the same window. So I guess I could just drag it out so I could actually see what's going on. There we go. Surprisingly, this somehow um, works. As, as for us, we are in a pod with uh, UNA, which is obviously uh, a pretty strong team from Slovakia with a bunch of support from uh, the German community, I believe. Their captain is Fred Oho, who was on the German team last year. Uh, they have Malta, who is one uh, won a super major in Berlin last year as well. Um, and then we have France, who are a very, very strong pool one team, and Iceland, who were our practice partners for the two months leading up to the tournament. Because nothing's ever easy, is it? Um, Never. 
Yeah, the, the chances are low, but never zero of pairing your practice partners. We were really worried that at one point Poland were going to slide in with us as well, because if you notice that based on the, the way these were drawn, it was like they drew all the pool three seats, all the pool four seats, then all the pool three seats, then all the pool two seats, then all the pool one seats. So when it got down to that, you know, pod six that they were picking, it was Poland, England, Australia, and France left in the pool that could have paired into us, and we're like, damn, oh god. <laughs> uh, I think I'm... of that set, we pulled the kindest of the options. But that doesn't mean the France are going to be easy. Uh, I will say, however, that the sigh of real, the sigh of disappointment that everybody pull, everybody had when the first one pulled out for pool four was Canada, and they realized they weren't getting the easy pod was possible, <laughs> and you could hear it across the world. Uh, I'm really intrigued to see what happens in pool in pod eight because Spain and England being in the same pod, I think, is kind of interesting. Yeah, Spain were good last year, but not great, and it'll be cool to see how well they push past it. Obviously, they clowned us, but I mean, like, so did everybody, so what's that? Got to do with the price of bread? Uh, <laughs> um, but England England could be a lot of things this year. They, they have a lot of singles players again. They've, it feels like England have very much gone in on the Team America style of just cramming eight singles players in a trench coat. So, uh, But obviously, England have done very well for themselves over the past few months or the past few years, so it will be great to see that. Uh, Bulgaria and Romania are both also teams that are reasonably competent. Mm -hmm. For my money, uh, Finland-Poland should be a good round. Finland are usually like back and forth on being really good and being just, and just good. Um, and then, yeah, I think our pod is very interesting as well. I'm looking forward to seeing it. How do you feel about the USA pod, Nathan? Um, Given that you're not playing, but you're supporting technically, right? I mean, I don't... The USA pod looks kind of gentle. I don't really know enough about Northern Ireland or Denmark's players to really make much more of a comment than that. It looks gentle. It doesn't have Spain in it, um, <laughs> which I think is actually probably the hardest of those. <laughs> the hardest of the teams to draw from pod two was probably Spain or pool two. Yeah, Spain. I don't know. It's kind, it's kind of rough because like Cyprus is brand new, right? Um, mm -hmm. so kind of a mystery bucket, new teams, probably not like the most competitive broadly in their first WTC ever, unless they have some veteran WTC talent. Um, I don't know anything about Northern Ireland's players and I'm assuming one of them is going to like throw a rock at me. The problem is like <laughs> being the person at like WTC who doesn't know anything about WTC. And that's been my role on all the interviews I do with contact loss has made it so that I just still don't know anything about WTC. Well, you can obviously top. You can start with from Cahill's getting zero twenty by everybody in that pod and it doesn't really matter. And then nothing else really, <laughs> not like, you know, it's unrecoverable from Northern Ireland from that. Oh, because uh, the wheel, the wee leprechaun county hack it. So <laughs> I'm glad that you just can talk trash about them because then it's not me who's going to get stabbed like walking between tables. It'll be you who gets stabbed. Like if Cahill manages to reach up and hit my ankle, I'll be very upset. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking forward to Halsey discovering that he big brained himself. Oh, what by listening to me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just. I don't think I want to die, Gitly Gaming. Just ask them if they're proper Ireland with the other one. I feel Why like would you that, repeat that? I feel like that actually results in me getting murdered. Just putting that out there into the into the air. I I am interested to see what happens in the Canadian pod. Um, Ireland and Norway seem like reasonable teams. Yeah, I could very much see Canada coming out of that pod on three. Um... <laughs> But 3-0 in our hearts, because they're the nicest people. <laughs> well, 
Maybe <laughs> Australia were nicer last year. I actually think that Australia might have a more challenging pod just because New Zealand, I think, actually has talent on it. So they might actually have a fight. As opposed to Canada, which doesn't. Yep. Got you. Oh, I don't know why Innes has turned this into the beat up Canada hour, but apparently that's the best tell them wearing episode. A Canadian Listen, shirt. You, can, you can definitely tell that I've not massively worn the shirt based on the fact that that's the Canada logo there. Uh, <laughs> Listen, um, when we both come out of our pods 0 and 3, we'll have a great round four, Anis. Hell yeah. I will <laughs> shake on that and we can just drink the night away. <laughs> I'm Solar curious though, what's up fluffing the NZ ego. You're right. We don't need that. We don't need they don't need the help. I've met Taos. <laughs> Look, Taos is sleeping on my couch at like some point, so I also don't want to wake up and get stabbed by him. Like oh, it's, it's simple. If we have any issues with the with the we have any issues with the Kiwis, I'll just hold back their doomsday arcs. All right, so I'm going to stop sharing the pod screen because it's <laughs> giving me a brain ache. Perfect. Right. With uh, that, shall we move on to the stats? So my synopsis is the same as it's been every week. The shit's meta's on fire. Up. Yeah, shit's fucked. Um, but this week, somebody else managed to win some events, which I guess is okay. Um, but... Still mostly Eldar. Sorry, folks. Um, there were seven events this weekend. Three of them were won by Eldari, two by Custodes, and then two by Necrons. I'm kind of glad to see Necrons winning events. I feel like that faction is like just under the surface for winning single stuff more often, but we'll see how that pans out after somebody gets nerfed, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> so for this last weekend... Eldar were in first place with a 69.4% win rate. Three event wins, like I just said. So, so they won. 70%. Yeah, close to 70%. They've kind of been sitting at like this 69-ish nice percent win rate for a little bit. They had 10 top fours, 21 top tens, and a 3.23 over rep. They haven't dipped below three in quite a while. I don't think at all in 10th edition. Um, Gene Steeler Colt were in second, continuing the pattern of previous weeks, 16 players, 4.2% meta representation, a 62.2% win rate, three top fours, six top tens, and a 2.54 over rep. The one thing I do want to say is that Eldar's representation of the meta has also increased. I forgot to talk about this when I was talking about their stats. They're at 11.1% meta representation, which one in nine players is terrible for everyone. Um, sounds about the same as what they are in the Warmaster singles. I think they're actually the most representative faction above even Space Marines, which is horrifying. I don't think that yeah. I don't think they're more than Space Marines because the faction breakdown, if I remember correctly, broke down the codex uh, non compliance okay. outside of the regular Space Marines. But it's but really close. Close, <laughs> yeah, close enough that you could be tricked. Yeah. Like for sure. I'll look at the Space Marine numbers a little bit later and report them. I think actually it's in here just as Space Marines now. Yeah, I mean, Space Marines are still 19.2% of the meta, so they're not, like, at Space Marine point yet. But they definitely are too high and winning too much. That's just kind of all the situation is. A Thousand Suns were actually in third place this week, 4.5% of the meta, a 56.6% win rate, uh, one top four, five top tens for a 0 0.8. Uh, Custodes, 42 players, same meta representation as Eldari at 11.1%. 52.9% win rate, two event wins, three top fours, 10 top tens, and a 0 0.97. Um, and what I want to say is that what we're seeing is 
the overrep is basically just being still absorbed by essentially like a couple of factions. So we're going to continue seeing that as long as Eldar keep winning basically all of the placements. Eldar essentially have more top fours than the next five, six factions on this list. So uh, put together. Imperial Knights were in fifth, 18 players, 4.7% of the meta, 52.5% win rate. No event wins, no top fours, two top tens for a zero for overrip because they didn't get any top fours. The other winners from this weekend were Necrons, who had 29 players, 7.6% of the meta. They had only a 51.8% win rate, but they won two events. They had four top fours and five top tens for a 1.87. Um, and that's kind of it for like the the winningest list. I mean, Leagues of Otaner at the bottom with a grand total of four players for the weekend, 26.2% win rate. Uh, Adeptus Mechanicus had two players and did better than Leagues of Otan and had a 30% win rate. Tower so, third from the bottom. What? You know what has a higher win rate than both Admech and Leagues of Otan? What? Uh, the one player who brought a Warhound Titan this weekend. Oh, no. Because he went two and four. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> <clears throat> what was, what was the other part of his army, though? Uh, world Eaters. <laughs> That's fun. I love it. Uh, Tau Tower third from worst at 35.3% win rate. Drukari were fourth worst at 35.7. And then World Leaders rounding out the bottom five at a 36.8% win rate. Um, there's a pretty stark difference between a 70% win rate faction and a 26.2% win rate faction right now. Uh, that almost 50%, that actually it is a 53% spread real wide um so as i said before meta's fucked i don't know what else to tell you i wish we could stop uh but nathan how many factions are in the goldilocks zone not as many as you would think um but also more than you would think almost think half it, it is almost half but none of those factions are winning things <laughs> like <laughs> There's this middle of Necrons. Like, Necrons are arguably probably balanced right now in the grand don't scheme. Don't you goddamn In the grand scheme of how fucked the meta is right now, Necrons the are in the sweet spot. That's suppressing Necrons, I think, is the fact that there's so much high power, high firepower lists, like spitting a balanced, out portals. A balanced meta like, and Lich, Lich Guard. Lich Guard will disappear <laughs> because Eldar and things exist. Like Eldar and GSC can pick up 10-man Lich Guard bricks. Nothing else can. Not sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Uh, Custodes, Spear Guard do a really good number on Lich Guard as well. Because of rerolls. If they get rerolls, if not. Yeah. yeah. It's the getting the rerolls bit that's the hard part. You gotta control an objective for that. It's and if you have Trajan through. in the unit, to ignore the minus one to wound, I suppose. Yeah. 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 But like, I've watched a Wraith Knight just... Yeah, I've watched oh, a Wraith Knight Thanos snap a Lich Guard from existence yeah, i've also happen. watched two full acolyte units with buff demo charges and primus buffs fail to kill a lich guard brick sure that but i think that's more of a rare occurrence than a common occurrence yes. and what i think is that like right under the surface of what we're seeing from an incredibly unbalanced meta like with a top hat like top three factions that are absorbing it's like just the most really of the unbalanced wins, meta. is that there's also another unbalanced meta just right underneath it where it's just custodies and necrons winning all of those games instead of eldar gsc and knights 
but we'll see how that pans out when they put out the balance patch in September, hopefully sooner than September, but a man can dream and still not hope. Um, so yeah. Oh, also somebody asked about Gene Stealer or not Gene Stealer, but Grey Knights. Grey Knights had 11 players, 2.9% of the meta, uh, 45, no, 45.5% win rate. Um, and two top fours for a 2.47 overrep, which is just because they had such a small player base. It's hyperinflated because of that. But overrep has almost become a, a less useful currently because all of the overrep is basically being absorbed by like a small set of factions who are also dominating the meta representation. I don't know, guys. I don't really even want to talk about stats. Let's talk about WTC stuff instead because the stats just make me depressed. And instead, let's do some stuff with things that are exciting and actually that we're looking forward to theoretically though this is a little bit where i do the plugs um i'm gonna do them after the draft though because the draft is way more fun and it's gonna require a lot of crap a lot of work so i'm gonna share a tab Ooh, a tab you guys are gonna have to yeah i know we're all sharing windows today <laughs> oh my gosh there's so many wtc people just popping in now i know it's incredible are they popping in just for like the the fan voted draft part of this? Not gonna complain. It'll be fun. Mm -hmm. We're gonna get out drafted by our own audience. It's okay, oh, they're like hundred percent are. There are like seventy of them and like three of us, and each <laughs> of us are one person. So, <laughs> so this is the first tab. So this is the draft. So, very basic premise of this one is we're going to do a snake draft with ourselves and the chat, where chat is going to get to vote for um, the one that they want to pick from each slot. Now, the way that it works generally is there are 30... I'm going to zoom out a little bit on this tab. And hopefully that shows everything. If you're watching this in lower quality, I can only apologize for what probably looks like a bunch of squiggles. Um, I'm also going to so, apologize to our podcast listeners, but you probably should watch this one on YouTube. Yeah, you should probably so watch this one live or listen in. We'll do our best to describe it as we're going. This is probably going to take a decent amount of time because we're going to have to run some polls for the chat to do it. Um, so basically, each player is going to be able to pick two teams from pool one, two teams from pool two, two teams from pool three, and two teams from pool four. You will receive one point for every placing they come above 36. So the team that comes 36 gets zero points, so on and so forth, until you get 35 points for first place. Um, and then whichever person comes away with their six teams, six of their teams providing the most points, wins the draft. That, that's basically the gist. So it'll be your top six teams of the eight you draft. And then there's also some bonus side bets for the player who picks the winner, whoever picks last place, whoever gets the most team kills, which is that your team beats another one of the teams that you drafted. The most players on 140 out of 140, which has still not been done. Liam Hackett got close with something in the region of 135, I think. Um, whoever gets the highest ranked player, if there is nobody who gets 140, and the most teams that won their individual pods. So chat, we'll get the first draft, and then we'll go down in order. So Nathan, then Jeremy, then Ennis, then me again, then Jeremy, then Nathan, then chat, so on and so forth until we've picked all eight of the teams. There will be a straw poll link in chat. I will do my best to describe what's going on. The one thing to note, you do not have to pick your pools in order. So you can choose to leave your pool one for later. You can choose to pick an early, like the best pool two team, if you think that this one is significantly stronger, significantly weaker, so on and so forth. Um, chat is voting. Uh, I will run the vote for about a minute for each person in chat. Um, but I am just going to go and set up some straw pools now, or a straw pool for the first one now at least, where 
you will be able to pick whichever team you would like. So, but no matter what, we're each going to get two pool one, two pool two, two pool yep. three, two pool four. Okay. I'm just making sure. I'm glad that I'm only the second worst after chat. That makes me happy. Chat is somehow worse than me and got seated also, first for Are me. we allowed to pick our respective countries? Uh, no. Oh, wow. <laughs> that includes chat. Limits. So in chat now, you will be able to get your draft one. So that should hopefully show up. Uh, I'm going to run that for a minute and I'm going to swap over to the other. Can we watch, can we watch the live feed of this? We sure can. Bowl? That'll be fun. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so far, mode. Huh? so far, we've got this, two, this votes is for not England, my vote two, two votes for Poland and one vote for Australia. Up oh, there we go. Ooh, getting more <laughs> exciting now. And we are just doing first past the post. There is no rank choice voting here. You will get whatever is first. <laughs> <laughs> Don't care if uh, if they put it. I, I do like how Chad has so far only voted for uh, seed one teams. Yeah, Chad knows what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow, I think we've got a pretty defined. Um, I think we've situation. got a fairly definitive tie. Oh, I mean, since it's. I'll stop when a team. The first team to 10 is the one I will pick. Let's go with that. If nobody hits 10 inside the next minute, then whatever. I honestly just like that it's alphabetical, so Australia will win this tie. No, I'll just, you know. <laughs> just make them take take the alphabetical order and it goes to Australia. <laughs> yeah, I, that's you can pick Poland. I do want to pick Poland, actually. Yes, thank you. <laughs> All right, when chat gets Poland. All right, Poland hit seven first, so we're God picking Poland. Damn it. <laughs> so chat is picking Poland, which is one of their pool one seeds. That's not the right one. So Nathan, it is all on you, pal. So I can't pick the United States. You cannot correct. pick the United States. Okay. I probably just need to present my... Yeah, if you do it, if you split window and then share your window, it'll probably be the best. Yeah. I'm going to take England. Yeah, eh, whatever. I'm just going to keep changing back and forth. So Nathan's take, Nathan is taking England. Because I'm Jeremy. shameless. I'm going to take the United States. <laughs> That's what I was actually wanting to take. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't okay. have a team. Well, I will take Australia then, you rank rank cowards. Um, <laughs> and my second team will be it would be really cool if Canada could go unpicked, guys. So if we could just like, I'll take Germany as my second. <laughs> oh boy, now I have to. So Jeremy, nice. Jeremy is curious taking France. Nathan. So I'm thinking. What are the pod, the pool ones that are left? Uh, uh, you have the option of Canada. Netherlands, Sweden, Sweden. I'm going to take Canada. Okay. And now I need to make a new poll for the 
single ones for the ones that have not been selected. My incredible Excel skills. Oh no, <laughs> this hurts me. I really just make like a thing that's just like, you know, the ones that don't have no next to them, but I'm not gonna do that because it's too much effort. And what did you, what did you pick? Sorry, Jeremy, or Nathan? I picked Canada. I picked Canada. Okay, and that gives us. Are you editing the old poll or creating a new one? It's going to be a new poll that will be allow you to pick the two ones that you want. So pick for this one, pick the two that you want for second and third pick on the draft. All right, because it's a. Yeah, because this is a wraparound. So you'll be able to pick two here. Spain's a good choice. <laughs> Nas, it actually hurts me that I picked England. It hurts me deep in my soul. <laughs> I had to pick it, Canada. It, it I had hard. to pick Canada to soothe it because that was the other <laughs> end of it. That one's about their sportsmanship. Yeah, I'm just. I'm excited to see if my choices. Um, wow, people are really, really quite on to Spain. As a good I do choice. love that you no, one is touching, good, so. no one is Nobody's... touching Sweden. <laughs> well, no, they don't need to because they, these guys can pick their pool one as their last pick now, and they may as well just get the the early good picks because we can't pick another pool one seed, right? Oh yeah. So they don't need to pick their pool one until last. Now Italy's not bad. I think it's probably the best of the pool threes. But... I think italy will surprise many people this year they have a very God solid team quit trying to pick new zealand <laughs> <laughs> you bastards oh the people from england like me the least that's rude <laughs> no no they said that the people from england like, like you, like you at, least. at least oh shit well that's fair i do like all of the members of team england that I've met, it's nothing. Nice, against you guys. nice caveat there. I I can't say I like all of them. Have you that met Nas? Be weird. I've met Nas. Okay, yeah, then you definitely lying. Yeah, <laughs> I like Nas quite a bit actually. He's a good guy. Okay, it looks like Spain and New Zealand are going to be the God, choices for. I hate you all so much. Just letting you know that why why you pick the pick that I want. Now I got to think about picks. All right, Nathan, it's all you. Uh, I'm going to maximize this again so I can read. <laughs> oh. Who's left from pool two? We got... Oh, thank you. That will... That actually does help. Could we organize them by pool, actually, as nope. well? God damn it. <laughs> I mean, I could. I'm not going to. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> we believe in you, Nathan. I don't believe in me, so that's a that's a good start. Um, You're missing the most obvious choice. Am I? They picked Spain and New Zealand, which I well, Spain was the most obvious choice, I think, from pool two. I accept help. I just 
<laughs> Chat, if you want to give away your drafts and just tell Nathan what you're thinking. You can also just hide the selected ones to clean this up now. I could. You could, I yes. So I did not have to look through for them. Come on, Nathan. This is dead, air, dead radio. Shush. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure nathan but all the pressure no pressure nathan but please pick a team but if this episode bombs teams. it's your fault all right that's all i'm saying it's my fault if this episode i'll is just bad. trim out the silence oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, you should trim out nathan in general that would probably oh no. that hurts me deep i'm just gonna pick belgium 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 oh, I want alphabetical. Um, Team France 2.0. All right. Yeah. Jeremy. Uh, I'm going to go with, in the interest of mending fences, Italy. <laughs> what about mending models, mate? Is that on the cards? <laughs> oh. Oh. Man, I like how innocent Chad have the most powerful positions of the loops, though. You heard me, Ennis. Okay, I'm going to take yeah. uh, Finland... <laughs> reasonable and i'll take my northern Irish boys let's go all right jeremy all you uh after that let's go with Ooh, this is a tough one actually I'm going to go with Ireland. All right, Nathan. I'm going to take Scotland. Bitch. <laughs> I want a chat to have to vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> saves you from being picked last. Oh, or not picked. Yeah, that is true. Uh, Italy's out, by the way. Round we go again, chat. <laughs> yep, round we go again. You're going to get two picks again. This will be exactly two picks. I'm technically also mending fences by, by picking Scotland because I think that Brian was quite upset with me after all the shit I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> all right. There you go. Didn't know Scotland had a WC team. Yeah, no, another board game's live, apparently. All right. That is the straw poll in chat pain. again for your four and five picks. Oh, boy. I'm not allowed to vote in these as a viewer, am I? I mean, you can try and <laughs> do you want to do you want to try to mess with it? <laughs> oh, the Netherlands is a good choice. Yeah. Oh man, they don't need to. Teams. They don't need to pick their four and five pick right now. They can do that as their literal last pick. It's true. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to use this to inform my own picking now. From now on, that's what I'm going to do. That's the wise thing. <laughs> Go by chat. Pick all the I'm teams sorry, you don't like. Neil. Neil is currently losing the will to live, editing teams lists. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know what, mate? It's your own fault for using Tournikeeper instead for using BCB instead of Tournikeeper. So, <laughs> I mean, Neil, if you need help, you have like a billion staff, and by a billion, I mean like. Uh, you can see the polls uh, on the WC website, or I can share this very temporarily again. It is here. No, he means the the one to four. Yeah, it's um, it's on here as well. But it's whatever row they're in. So fourth row is top row is pool four, then three, then two, then one. True. 
<laughs> I don't know, uh, Ar- Archon Rahal. I don't know. If you guys are trolling, that's fine. I just <laughs> literally uh, am terrible. It looks at like it is things. going to be Sweden and Austria, as Sweden and Netherlands is not a legal pick, as Netherlands and Sweden are both pool one seeds. So it will be Sweden and Austria for the next drafts for the chat. So we have Sweden, who mean which means the un- the unpicked pool one team is the Netherlands. Oh. People have some opinions about the Dutch. I don't blame them. It was it was close. It was close, but it wasn't. I wanted to I wanted to pick Netherlands because I love Rude's training method for them. It's kind of funny. What you got, Nathan? You are due. You have picked a pool two seed and a pool three seed. So you need a you have a two, a three, a four, and a four to go. Two, a three, and a four, and a four. Uh, Jeremy, you have the same, I believe. As do I. I don't know how math works. And I'm, waiting for, I'm watching in its live. Has a two, two threes? No, two twos, three and a four. I'm sorry about all this dead air. I just don't care. I'm just going to make everybody sad. I want to make the the... right choice for this weird random draft we're doing. I just like don't want to make a complete fool out of myself. Too late. I know. You're here. (laughs) You drafted England, Canada, and Scotland, bro. Like your English, your Anglo bias is showing. (laughs) I I was going to pick Poland, but chat picked Poland. Oh, Spain is a two. Who have England? Who have they not picked? Oh, they haven't picked any. They picked a one, a one, a three, a three, and a four. Oh, they have. They've picked. Yeah, what you have there is correct for them. Yeah, I thought so. Somebody else just removed Netherlands from that list entirely since I'm they can't take, from it anymore. I'm gonna yeah. take Denmark. 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 Something's rotten up there. Which were a pool two seed. Yeah, so I got a three, a four, and a four. Oh, that's why I'm doing it wrong. It's because they have one of each left, not two of each, because they were a draft ahead of everyone else. Ah, uh, that would do it, yeah. Uh, in that case, all right, I've got the United States, France, Italy, and Ireland. Ooh, let's go, just because it's fun, I'm going to go Norway, because I'm basically trying to grab all of my heritage. That is fair. <laughs> um, okay, for me... All right, I'm going to take South Africa. Damn it. (laughs) And Bulgaria. Ooh. Fun. And close out my pool force. In that case, I am going to take... I mean, I've already picked the other two in my pod, so I might as well just take Croatia. So if we completely oh, flop, then I know that we I'm... win, or I'm happy in my draft. <laughs> okay, Nathan. What's the list comp for UN for the two UN teams? I'm just curious. Doesn't matter. I can pull that up for you a little bit. 
I'm curious. All right, give me one second. It's somewhere in my list of many, many Excel sheets that are many, many sheets that are open right now. It's reasonable. Uh, WC. I'm just here to create more dead air to make Ennis upsetty in the spaghettis. <laughs> All right, because we can actually show this to, to the viewers as well if they're interested later, but I did make like a cool little faction distribution thing. Oh, yeah, show All the right. faction distribution thing. Uh, no, because we've got this thing open right now. Uh, so UN Team 1, because it's UN Team 1 and UN Team A, as I discovered. It's not UN Team 1 and UN Team 2. Uh, okay. So UN Team 1 has Eldari, GSC, Space Marines, uh, Imperial Knights, uh, Guard. No, sorry. Yes, Guard and Chaos Demons. And then they also have Admech and Drukhari. Okay, weird. Uh, UN Team A has Eldari, GSC, Space Marines, Custodes, um, Thousand Suns, Imperial Knights, Chaos Knight, Chaos Space Marines, but no Chaos Knights. Uh, and then their last pick is Tyranids. I'll take that one. That's A, you said? Yeah, which is two which is in two. his list. I'll take UN Team 2. Okay. Clear out one of my fours. Okay, that gives chat the following choices. You have a two pick, a three pick, and a four pick. So obviously, if you try, if the top two are both the same ones, then it will be the next top one from that. I guess I should actually think about my next two picks. I don't know. While other people are picking, that would probably be Those wise, right? right? You shouldn't do that. All right. Let's see what nonsense chat is up oh, to. One though. of them have one of them have admech pick flip that coin. <laughs> That's essentially what I did, Brian. Is I flipped the coin on which one had admech and was like, I don't, I don't know, buds. <laughs> wow. Okay. On, that is in chat now for six and seven. Greece Ooh. and Iceland going for the first votes by the first person. Iceland's a good pick. Nah, they're in a pod with me. They're definitely the best choice. Also, they've lost the superpower that is Mitch Beard on Sisters. Oh, that is very true. Mm -hmm. They have managed to improve the team drastically by taking him off that garbage faction. <laughs> it's like how Team Netherlands do better at any event. Dino's not that because he's a starting player, but he's not there. Somehow so. Netherlands is still getting a vote, even though they cannot be picked. He forgot to remove him. No, nah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how someone still voted for them despite us saying multiple times you can't choose Netherlands. Why would you need to, do Why would you need to know what's going on? <laughs> okay, Iceland and Greece are a pull two and a pull three seed, so if nothing changes significantly in the next 30 seconds, it will be Iceland and Greece. I'll do one last refresh. Yep, it looks like Iceland and Greece will close out, leaving a pull four pick for chat in the last round. Okay, Nathan, it's all you. I'm going to take... Uh... We'll take Cyprus. Cyprus. I'm going to pick, pick one of the new teams because it seems fun. Well, you're going to have to because that's how, how pull four works. Is it? Dang. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeremy, you need a pool two seed or a pool four seed. Uh, I'll take Switzerland. Switzerland. They should be a pool, pool two. two. Yeah. Cool. So I need a pool two and a pool three. Uh, do I need a pool two? 
I feel like I already have both my pull twos. I'm so confused. This sniper's key right there. Right. So for some reason the formatting broke down on this now and I'm really confused. I'm now deeply confused. Give me one second, guys. Sorry about this. <laughs> I'm like, have we picked too many to pull two seats? Possible. Oh, maybe. Oh, I think I know what the issue is. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You only have seven pool twos in that list. Yeah, where are they? Who are you missing from pool two? Open up my pod thing and I will let you know who you're missing. Austria is a pool two seed. That's what I got. So did so chat got one too many pool twos. Chat got one too many pool twos, but that's Which just fine. one left. That's it's fine. Uh, so pool two was Spain, Ireland, Finland, Switzerland, Austria, Belgium, Scotland, Denmark, and Greece. Is Scotland not on this list? <laughs> you might have deleted them. No, they're right there in the middle. They're right there in the middle. Middle bottom. Oh, yeah. We're pool three. Oh, no. We're pool two. Okay. That'll be why. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I have too many pools. <laughs> I have too many pool twos now. <laughs> so I'm just gonna pick from this left. Whatever. I might have to fuck it. I, I forgot what my own team's pool was. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, wow! Cool. I netted netted myself bonus apparently. Just cost <laughs> myself significant amounts of equity in the event. Cool. Uh, right. We will take Romania and Wales. Yeah, I'll take Romania and Wales. I'll just take two pool threes. Well, Wales is a pool four. <laughs> Wales is not pool four. Oh, no, because they're not. Three. Yeah, yeah, they are pool three. Yeah, I keep thinking. That, um, so I just need a four, right? Yep. So you have Chechia, Israel, or UN1 as your options. Israel's the other new team. See, there's the part of me that says go for UN Team 1, but the Adbeck Drukari terrifies me. That was why I didn't pick it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so instead, I will take Israel. Sure. I know how all of this works. I'm very confused now. I'm glad that somebody does, because it's not me. All the way at the bottom. Cool. Nathan, you have... Latvia, Luxembourg, or Portugal? I'm going to take Luxembourg. Cool. And chat, you have Checha, Latvia, UN1, or Portugal as your four options. Uh, uh, you need to pick, sorry, you have Checha or UN Team 1. So. <laughs> this will come up in the meeting tomorrow. <laughs> <in chat>. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know exactly where we are. I love. I love how <laughs> how scuffed this is. Everything everything we ever do slightly it, scuffed. It was meant no to matter be what. It was always meant to be. It was always meant to be scuffed. <laughs> okay, the last choice is in the chat. 
it's cool. I put myself in put myself in a good seat and then managed to pick the wrong teams. I don't understand how this happened, but it's my own fault. You think I would have like checked how there was a right number of each seed, but <laughs> well, that would have required effort and thinking and planning this in advance. <laughs> okay, it looks like they are going with Checha. People kept trying to tell me it was a new team, but I didn't believe them. It is. Okay, so let's take a quick zoom in on this. So we have chat with the team of Poland. Join that, that tab. I know. There you go. Chat has Poland, Spain, New Zealand, Sweden, Austria, Greece, Ireland, and Checha. Nathan has England, Canada, Belgium, Scotland, Denmark, UN2, Cyprus, and Luxembourg. Very Anglosphere centric there, by the way. Like it's <laughs> honestly a little because Belgium is very Anglo. Yeah, it's Luxembourg. You know? um, so Jeremy has the United States, France, <laughs> Italy, Ireland, Norway, Croatia, Switzerland, and Israel. And Innes has Australia, Germany, Finland, Northern Ireland, South Africa, Bulgaria, Romania, and Wales. How y'all feel about your drafts? How does chat feel about its draft? I think it's fine. I think England will either power through and like win or just to stumble out the gates from hubris and like bumble their way out of their pool. Well, like, I mean, you have picked the winners because you have offs. So, I mean, no matter what, I think I picked the winning team because I couldn't pick the United States. So I'm, I have no more faith. I'm not rooting for him anymore. I'm going to root for <laughs> England, Nathan wasn't, Canada, Nathan and wasn't Scotland. Allowed in the United States, which obviously, which obviously significantly improved his draft odds because now he couldn't pick a team that was going to crap, that was going to crap the bed. I actually thought that I, the United States was actually my favorite to win. Um, I definitely wanted to see. We're going to pick England because of just. Their monumental hubris, why they're proved successful or or terrible. <laughs> Look, if monumental hubris was victory <laughs> points, then England would 100% win. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I picked teams that had people that I knew on them after that, basically. Except for the UN team who I was like, I'm think, just going to pick one and go for I it. I think chat just based, picked based on vibes, so... I mean, I mean that's, I had a plan going into it, and then I was like, yeah, let's just go with the fun bit. And that's how I ended up picking our pod. <laughs> I I also went with vibes at a certain point. I was like, I'm just going to pick all the other people, the other podcasters. That I go. <laughs> I'll just pick innocent Jeremy's team so that if they win, cool. Fair enough. Chris says, all right, he doesn't I'm going to do the plugs. But, okay, but my draft is up. best. I think Nathan's drafted the best. Well, I think he's picked the best team, and then also some America, some other teams. Um, right. <laughs> so, with that, if you've enjoyed, and probably at this point, the scuffness is part of the uh, part of the fun. So clearly, you're still here an hour and a bit in. Uh, you're enjoying the show. We would really appreciate if you could do a couple of things for us. One is if you're watching on YouTube, chuck a like, a subscription, or a comment on. Doesn't matter what you say. We just like the fact that you're talking about us. We do our best to respond to everything that's there, or Nathan does at this point because it's the only thing Nathan does besides his stats and his work and everything else. Uh, <laughs> is he is also the one that replies to most of the comments um, because some people just you know leave leave the job and forget to do it. Nathan does it. Nathan's great at that. So we really appreciate him for doing that. Uh, otherwise. 
patreon.com slash statcheck is the place that you can support us the best. You can get access to our Discord community of nearly 400 people, including, by the way, um, like 10% of the WTC field is in our Discord. Uh, it yeah, was right. hilarious going through that and being like, oh yeah, literally everybody is here. Um, we have players from Luxembourg, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand. Uh, if you want to chat with some of the best, StatCheck is the, a wonderful place to do it. And obviously we're in there all, all the time as well, doing horrible things to our mental state by being on Discord 17 to 20 hours a day. Um, you know, it's great. Uh, please do check out our sponsor, red-dragon.ca, for all of your for all of your 4K gaming needs. Um, there is a discount link for them in the Patreon, so that's another thing you'll get access to if you check that out. Uh, Saltar Games on Etsy offers our merchandise, uh, as well as Red Dragon, who offer things like dice and objective markers. Um, uh, Saltar has things like tokens and measuring gauges and things like that. And, you know, Jeremy's getting a bumper order of them to take away for uh, from WTC. So yeah, uh, please do check this out. Um, we have two other shows, X and One and Into the Matrix. X and One will be this Thursday. They're going live with uh, Ridvan Arcon Scari Martinez uh, to or Sierra Martinez. How which one does he prefer? I don't really care. Uh, He's just Overlord uh, Scarry now. Yeah, it's, they're, they're going live with Scarry, the Necron guy, uh, to talk about... <laughs> the Warhammer. Necron guy. Oh, no. He'll <laughs> <laughs> love that. Uh, I mean, he, did, uh, he has had his best tournament result this year with Necrons. This decade, right? Like, when's the last time he's going well at a real tournament with Jakari? Maybe into the Matrix, which is doing... Maybe too honest. <laughs> and then End of the Matrix, which is doing a ton of WC content with uh, Typhus. Finally, please do check out stat-check.com slash coaching for all your coaching needs from myself and Typhus. I'm more than happy to help you through this turbulent time of 4K, prep you for a tournament, or just, you know, once the new balance like, comes out and the game is good again, learn how to play it, you know, whatever whatever works for you. Thank you so much, everyone, for being with you with us after 54 episodes. We are, I will shout out now as well, taking next week off. There will not be a show next week. We may do some live content while we're in WC, but there will not be a scheduled live show at this time because we're probably all going to be exhausted from playing the singles. And it's just not on the cards. So tomorrow next week will be a week off. And we really do hope that you will join us in two weeks' time for our hopefully rundown of all things WDC, uh, where one of us came home with the shield. That's the goal, right? Cool. Let's very quickly burst through. Come on, guys, please. That was the Let's least go. scuffed, actually, that you've had that have, like, go ever. I'm very questions. impressed. Let's go. Good job. Let's do questions. Do you want me to ask them, or do you have them open this time? Uh, I can do it. It's fine. I can do it. It's fine, buddy. Just. Okay, you do it. I can go right. for a nap. <laughs> you you go for a nap. All right. Question thread. No. Yeah. I'm kind of, Grant asks, I'm kind of dumb. Can someone explain to me how Thousand Suns work slash plays? <laughs> no. Bullets go burr, turn off armor save, makes people sad. Don't yeah. come with an 18 for the love of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like just, just, there's like an 18 inch no touch zone of, hey, you took how many moral wounds from that sorcerer? I rolled out the like turbo sorcerer guy, like the 2d6 shots, uh, sustained hits guy with um, arcane vortex, and dumped 21 saves on somebody, uh, AP2 damage 2, and 12 mortal wounds. And I'm like, I don't understand how this is even remotely okay. And then, I'm, then I read its range and it's 12 in this edition. I'm like, ah, that's how it's balanced. <laughs> no, a Thousand Suns very broadly is an army that relies on burst movement where it has lots of ability to move a unit very far with either a double move or a triple move from lord of forbidden knowledge 
um, which allows you to open up angles to access things in backfield with indirect through, through like the biggest indirect gun in the game, which is Magnus, um, who looks at you real hard through a wall and somehow that hurts you. We're not sure either. Um, <laughs> uh, and then board control with small units like um, Rubik squads with one operative from a sorcerer or in rhinos or mutilated vortex beasts or demon allies like the changeling and the blue stripes to lock down objective control, forcing you to engage with it. At which point, it has an absolute ton of really short, really incredible close range burst damage, which you have to go towards in order to deal with it because it is playing such a defensive game while scoring reasonably well on secondaries and having a teleport ability once per game and lots of little scoring units. And that causes problems for a lot of armies. It causes less problems for others, and it's generally pretty good in the meta right now. But that army is very much playing a uh, force you to come to us, back, beat you over the head with psychic powers when you do. And then it has like the ability to make Magnus insanely tanky through things like blanking damage and rerolling saves. You can reroll like, if you're careful, you can get Magnus up to like two save blanks plus a regular save blank plus three save rerolls. It's not half bad. Yep. Cool. Next. John asks, is it bad I'm really enjoying looking through every single GSC list to find the minor differences and wonder about what they are trying to tech for slash pair into? No, isn't that half the fun of that, would you say? That's exactly what most of us are doing right now. <laughs> and then the real question is, are there really are there any really out there lists you are excited to see or play in person? I mean, the American like, Grey Knights list. I'm not actually excited to see that. I don't want to. I don't want it to be good. So I'm. I hope to avoid hearing anything about it all weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, Nick asks, "What do you think teams are bringing guard for?" I'm not telling you. <laughs> don't don't read. My team has guard. I'm not telling you. Sorry. I was gonna say uh, I can answer that question because my team's not bringing guard. Uh, bunch of indirect fire, some cheeky loan ops that you can make use of, and some moderately mobile scoring but i i'm not convinced that they're that good good and then mike know. asks us to pontificate on team america's choice to bring gk great night well, teleport teleport go brrr, and jack's yeah. way better than everybody he's practicing with i still say that it came when uh when crit when our chris beat him was that the was that the twenty and the one forty twenty? No, that wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> he was our one win in the in the America scrim. <laughs> Wait, he lost to Chris Haynes. <laughs> Jesus, Jack just retire, bro. Like it's over. He's still coming back from that. <laughs> right. uh, the next question is: Does anyone have a good re reading? Does anyone have? good reading material for Necron in terms of deployments and general strategy. Do we know anybody who's making podcasts or writing articles for Necrons right now? So, if you want to know about Necrons and how they play really well, you should tune into X and 1 in two days' time when we have the Overlord Skari on X and 1 to discuss his recent exploits with Necrons. He did also do a his... report on his own YouTube channel if you want he to did. see it. He did, and he talked through a little bit about it. Um, check out his Monday report. I'm sure he talked about it a little bit more there. I unfortunately have not had the chance to catch up on that. Um, but right now, he's having so much fun with that army, so I think that he would be an amazing resource to tap into when he has the time. Yeah. So yeah, watch X and 1. And I'm sure see... Liam Hackett will have the rounds on podcast after WTC because he's playing them there. Definitely. I'm sure he'll yeah, lose so... like five points across the whole event Once again. he wins the singles with Ghost Arcs again. Because <laughs> he's uh... playing four Ghost Arcs in the singles again. Of course he is. <laughs> Why not? Uh, John asks, do you think there will be 
truest innovation post WTC into teams and singles, or is it just jank localized metas have to pivot into? Oh no, you're going to see so much of this stuff. Like people are just going to be like, oh, this worked well at WTC. Let's try and see if it works in singles, and then it will because the people who play WTC are quite good at Warhammer, uh, and then the list will work. I'm fully expecting to see at least some Dark Angels pop up after the event, and that's I'm I'm looking forward to seeing that because those lists are cool. Like we're playing it, Germany's playing it, Poland's playing it. So I look forward to seeing if that pops up anywhere. Um, but even things like tile lists, um, there's like again, we have a we have a tile list. Poland has a tile list. Uh, Calgary did it pretty well with tile at the Northeast Open last weekend. I could definitely see it showing up in decent numbers as people figure out that once a list is figured out, that people just latch onto it and give it a shot and then iterate from there. Yeah. The next question is, what do you think about ATC's terrain? ATC. Yeah, ATC, and if you think it's worthwhile to purchase it. There's like a tiny little really look thumbnail. I don't really like ATC's terrain, but at the same time, that's also heavily clouded by ATC's terrible judge calls this weekend, which I guess is in keeping with their tradition of terrible judge calls every year. No, that, that doesn't sound right. I love it. Yeah, and it seemed like the terrain. There must have been something wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely... Not a chance that that was any good. The I'm sure question. the terrain itself is nice, but I don't know how like the layout works. I think oh, it was GW the... terrain. Yeah, GW terrain. Yeah, okay. In that case, it might not be that bad because I actually really like the the tenth ed layouts for for GW. As long as you put roofs on the buildings. Yeah, as long as you have, as long as you actually use it the way that GW intended to use, which was with roofs on your on top of your ground floors. Uh, Donatas asks. What are some bad matchups for Thousand Suns and for Knights? I assume Imperial Knights, since usually people write Chaos Knights if they ask about Knights. Yeah, in I mean we have that. every army that's good. Um, <laughs> so like anything in the top ten is a good is a bad matchup for Knights because Knights aren't actually a good army. Yeah. So <laughs> if we look at this real quick, because it's you know we have this information, uh, Knights have a twenty six percent win rate into Eldari, and Knights have a forty two percent win rate into Gene Stealer Cults. That's and bad guys. That win pretty much win. everything else in the game, they have a positive win rate into. Or yeah, what does that look even. like if it's just veterans versus veterans? Uh, I mean, it gets real sketch real fast. Let's just do experience and veteran. Yeah, versus... experience works. Yeah, I forget which strategy split that tier out. Pull it out. Pull that out. All right, there we go. That's been fixed. If I look at Imperial Knights, uh, they have a losing record into Eldari. They have a losing record into GSC, and they come close to breaking in with Necrons, but they technically lost one more game than they won against Necrons. So there you go. And then once you correct for terrain, uh, like everything that they're about 50% win rate against you, they drop down to about 20%. Uh, not really, actually. They, they should. If people were good at Warhammer, they would. <laughs> no, um, I don't think Knights are a very good army, unfortunately. They struggle from all the same problems they always have. They are just better when terrain is bad now. Significantly yeah. better. Uh, and don't you keep losing to Imperial Knights? Yep. 100%. <laughs> Both, Both things can be there. true. Uh, uh, Sons, there is significantly less information, but they hate playing Custodes, they hate playing Eldari, and they hate playing Gene Stealer Cults. Who doesn't? That makes sense. Uh, custodes especially make them very sad. Because you that cannot kill them fast pain. enough, and the four up feel no pain against mortal wounds is real painful when you love your dev wounds. Well, you take sustained hits in that matchup. Okay, who do you think will perform the worst from seed one teams this year with context of last year's expectations? Well, Canada don't have any expectations from last year, so like we can discount them. Um, Sweden, <laughs> yeah, Sweden, England, Netherlands. I don't know. 
I think Sweden. I like the I like the Dutch's lists. I'm not a big fan of what Sweden put together. I'm very sorry, Jonathan. It's almost like Sweden. It's almost like Nor- uh, Netherlands tested with Austin Poland. Oh. <laughs> uh, Nicholas asks, yeah, this is a longer question. The 6-0 Tau list from the Lone Star Open appears to still be in the data. Given that Alpha LG stopped short of DQing the player by allowing them to instead vacate their placing at the event in quotation marks will this result likely remain in the data set do you all view this as a potential issue and to what extent can suspicious results skew the numbers for otherwise poor performing or underrepresented factions so there's like two different very different answers there's a ton to this of question, right? proof for suspicious is the biggest problem i don't know about yeah. the specifics of the six alone star list but you would have we would have to like probably we're looking at like actually if they're dequeued we would be willing to cut it but beyond that like we can't work with suspicious because then we have to filter a whole bunch of data for a whole bunch of people without really like having the bandwidth to do that yeah i think the lone star was fairly definitive from at least from what i was reading online um that there were serious issues with this with this player in particular um to the point where flg stepped in and said hey you have to um and it is still in the data set um that's actually a fairly good point because the conclusion on this i think came came late last week um and i didn't take that into consideration so it might be something that we pull out um but it is a good point about whether uh suspicious results can skew the numbers for otherwise poor performing or underrepresented tau is not being played by that large of a metric amount i think one of the things to consider is that if it's just like a few players later in the meta, it's does is usually a pretty small number of wins versus losses compared to the larger pool of data. But currently, like only a few weeks in, that data can mess it up like a tiny bit. But I don't know. Yeah. So for example, yeah. right now uh, Tau have but... yeah. It, right now Tau have a hundred and eighty wins and two hundred ninety losses and sixteen draws. So that six and zero result represents. I can do math off the top of my head. I was willing like 3% of their wins. So it would drop their win rate by 1% to 2%. Yeah. Which yeah. is significant, but it's not changing the bandwidth. No, it, they're, they're still a pretty bad faction right now. I do think there's a longer conversation to have about where players are DQ'd and red carded and have their wins vacated That we're, if we remove them from the data set. And like, I don't mind that we see a lot of like evidence on reddit because let's be honest and like reddit is not necessarily the best place to go for evidence of things but flg actually dqing that player post event is definitely something that we could do to like help with vacating results yeah and and uh, and neil actually neil kerr from the wc makes a really good point here and that the the player in question has a long track record for this kind of behavior um, I'm not saying that that's always going to be an indication of foul play because some players do actually reform and do better. Um, I, I know a couple of those players myself who have done that. Um, so, but yeah, it, it is difficult. I'm going to give it some thought over the next little while because I'm going to have a break from stats while WTC is going on. Um, and maybe that result ends up getting pulled from the set. But like I said, it's a very small part of it. If it was like a Votan player that had gone... 6-0, and then, and there had been, you know, the same kind of thing. I'd probably have to pull it right away because it does, re- it would really skew the results. To answer Kelly, I'll Housing, pull it from the Matt report data, though. Um, you definitely could. 
um, use the stats to help rank the best cheaters. Yes, you probably don't could. even put that suggestion <laughs> into the world. We ain't doing that. But we're not doing it because that's also terrible. I am not the as much as I joke about it. I am not the judge, jury, and executioner for competitive Warhammer. And I think we've Just come pretty. I think we've also come pretty good on like the fact that we don't. We're not here to use. We're not here to enforce things. That's not our job. As like. But that's numbers five dollars a month on patreon.com slash that check. We can eventually afford <laughs> we can eventually afford to help create a system that maybe actually oh I was just gonna buy Jeremy buy Jeremy an axe, but like oh that also works. <laughs> um Innis, you've been coaching for a bit now. What are some bad habits or learned behaviors that you've seen that you think players should know about to watch out for when they play? And he um, says don't publicly shame anybody, but you can publicly shame me if you want. I'm not going to. You're not really a coaching client, Nathan. I'm, I'm glad he specifically said that because I was definitely just about to immediately start putting all my clients on blast because that's exactly <laughs> what I would do in this situation. Um, no. Um, for me, the biggest one is people just don't... I don't know. I harp a lot about about, um, what win, about win conditions in 40k and what you have to do to win this game. But that's kind of more of a... like. There's a, there's a nuanced thing in there where like you have to understand what your list is doing, what your opponent's list is doing, and how those interact, which is a thing that you have to learn and a skill you have to develop. But and that's definitely something that people need to work on in general, but it's not like an obvious thing. I think the the most obvious thing is people don't just like actually look at the score sheet and think, am I winning this game right now? Do I need to take more risks? And then they'd be like, well, I'm losing the game. That means I need to be careful. And then they'll be careful and not take any risks and then continue losing the game because they've not done anything to change the fact that they're losing. And then they lose the game and they're like, damn, I didn't have any chances to do that. Well, you didn't try anything. Uh and that's, that's the biggest thing is people get into situations where either because they have made bad choices or their opponents made good choices or dice have gone bad or because they have an army mismatch, they will look at it and they'll be like, well, what that means is I should wait for an opportunity instead of making opportunities. And the biggest thing you can do to improve as a player in the short term is start looking for calculated risks, take, go for the nine-inch charge, go for the... You know, go for the reroll on the five up save to like keep a unit alive that shouldn't be things like that. Just start looking for small risks and expand and just up your tolerance for taking that situation when you're behind instead of waiting for the perfect moment that might never happen. Also, I want to thank Egir Oli for the like ISK 750 donation for Jeremy's axe fund, just as an aside. <laughs> I had to look up how much that actually is because I couldn't remember the conversion. It's like $5, right? <laughs> yeah, it's Thank about that. Bucks, something like that. Still um, very much appreciated. We can definitely yeah. get a Jeremy and Axe for a fiver. I think that's pretty reasonable. That's true. Uh, Luke asks, biggest surprise army, army choice from WTC? I mean, UN1 have AdMac, dude. Like... Yeah, Whatever else Grey Knights are, they're not Admech. No, Cypress have sisters. Oh. Can we Fair. go with lack of? Australia don't have Space Marines. They also like, don't have Custodes. They don't have Space Marines or Custodes, and that is wild to me. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm looking right now at the at this faction breakdown, and... Like, it is just this solid block of Eldari, GSC, Space Marines, and Custodes for all of the top finishing armies over the last year. With the exception of Australia saying, no, we don't need Space Marines or Custodes. And Austria decided not to take Custodes. Do you want to yeah. show that off real quick, Jeremy, sure. since you were on the topic anyways? Yeah, so this has already been posted, or variants of this has been posted to the... Oh, I could just hear a Chrome tab. Sweet. Yep, you can. You don't have to risk showing us any more of your background stuff. Well, it's more just I've got like 
15 tabs open on this window. Um, so I put this together earlier today because we were going, we were having a discussion and I realized that I hadn't seen anyone that had actually done a faction breakdown of everything. So this is sorted by um, number of teams that took it and then their rank last year. Um, so as you can see, every single team at the WTC took Eldari. All but two took GSC, all but two took Space Marines, and then all but four took Custodes. And the notable one for Custodes is Australia and Austria. And then you're down in South Africa and you and Team 1 for the other two <laughs> Custodes players. Other, other notable exclusions, England and USA are the only teams from the top pool that don't have Necrons. Yep. USA are the only team in the top pool that doesn't have um, Thousand Suns. And then Imperial uh, doesn't have Thousand Suns. Oh, sorry, Poland all. Um, Poland do have Thousand Suns. Pumas play them. Then what did I miss? What did I misclick? Do they have Necrons? No, they don't have Demons. That must be on a typo. Boop, boop. <laughs> um, yeah, Pumas playing Thousand Suns. Um, so yeah, um, and then Imperial Knights are significantly less represented in um, Pool One than they are anywhere else. Um, so that does make it notable that Sweden, Netherlands, and um, Australia have them. Yes, uh, and most interestingly are how many how on there were actually quite a few more countries than I was expecting that took both nights. Yeah, I feel like if you're going to take one, you should probably take both. So that was our logic for a little while when we were going through as Canada for for teams, and we tried Chaos Knight so many times we couldn't find a build that would work that didn't just get completely gutted. Whereas CK, we found that... I mean, Imperial Knights, we found that we could actually make you work for a little while, and then we stopped. i got to say, my, my favorite looking at these is the straight shot down that Romania just... Romania and Chechia both just straight have the eight most popular factions, as does Belgium. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and Luxembourg's pretty close themselves. Yeah. Where they just had the Tyranid off meta pick. Yep. So there's four teams that just straight shot have identical rosters with Belgium, Denmark, Romania, and Chechia. Yep. It's pretty impressive. I mean, when I when I post this, someone made a good comment about like it's very the bet is very top heavy. Yeah, the I, I would actually be very interested in looking at this and comparing it to the last WTC of Ninth Ed and the last one of Eighth Ed, which I might have. I might put together over the next week or so just to have a look at how varied the metas were in comparison to each other. The Ed one, the ninth, the, the ninth Ed one. Hey, I mean, like in this exact same format. Yeah, yeah, no, but yeah, that like, that would be very. Placing it with the previous year's placing as well, rather than just with the um, yeah, like not sure. with that year's placing, but with like perception going into the event. Mm -hmm. No, I like that. Yes, yeah, I should have made another mistake. Shameful. Um, all right. No, I do think the uh, the one thing that surprised me was the incidence of Chaos Space Marines. I was not impressed with that faction in playtesting. Yeah, whereas half the teams have taken them. Yeah, but if you look, it's literally it's 50-50 across basically every spread. Like there's no like mm -hmm. four of the nine four of the nine top pool don't have them. It's vaguely the same for pool two, vaguely the same for pool three, vaguely the same yeah. for pool four. It's not like the top half all took them and the bottom half did, or the bottom half all took them and the top yeah, half. Yeah, exactly. Whereas for knights, it's definitely a little more that it's like the two, like two thirds of them in the bottom third and uh, in the bottom half, and a third yeah, of them like three the of the third. top nine. Yeah, yeah. But even if you go down to like eighteen, which is exactly halfway, it's only seven out of eighteen for bureau knights. Uh, yeah, yeah. So pull across pool one and two, they're like. 
you know, like forty percent less represented. Yeah. Um, no, it's definitely interesting. So there's there's mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of cool stuff to look at here, and I think it's going to be a big impact on perception across the meta afterwards. Is how teams, how lists look coming out of this. Like how some teams will use. Like obviously, we'll see some teams will use the night player differently to others. So there's not never a straight comparison. Like Australia's night player and Netherlands' night player are going to be used very differently. I'm sure, given that one is Matt more solely, but. Yeah, and then of course the fun one was the Marines. Cowards. Majority, majority of them were uh, were Death Watch, and then you have those five geniuses who took Dark Angels. <laughs> Look, all right. See what I'm not saying that Dark Angels is just better than Death Watch, but I'm not saying Death Watch are good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what comes what comes out in the event. Now, yeah. what I will say is the heroes that took that took Black Templars. So we are playing against them in pods uh, with Olivia Vice, and yeah, it's gonna be great. Right. The, nice the next part of that one part, one part of that two part question was which WC team should be on upset alert? England. Which pod pairing is most interesting for other past history or matchups? Mm. Seven. We're going to take down France. Yeah, I think that'll probably be the most interesting because that could be the most likely upset. Okay. Ian asks, what's your favorite best animal? Favorite best animal? Cobra chickens. I I like cats. The noble haggis. But yes, cats are amazing. Um, Paul asks a visual question that I can't answer here. Um, which WC group looks to be the group of death in terms of how much of a shark tank it looks to be? I think, again, pool seven. I think Iceland and us are both comparable strength, and I think we could take France. So, you know, that definitely gives us the the group where I think the most anyone could win. Um, the Spain-England group looks pretty good as well. Uh, Spain have started been pretty strong, and I think they finished like tenth last year, so they were like right on the cusp of pool one. Uh, then Rory asks, uh, any advice for a team roster starting from scratch? Stuff like building support structures, like matrices, and any BCP magic, and to find events. I think you can find that in um, in Enter the Matrix. I think Typhus has some of the content about how you prep those kinds of things at least parts of it not all of it from zero to uh team but yeah um in terms of like team support and like building up a structure i would definitely re i would definitely listen to both the contact lost interview with the french captain as well yeah. as the enter the matrix interview with with the with the former captain of team france as well um because they have probably the most um extensive support system when it comes to setting up teams yeah france is the closest country to having like an esports setup like a fully fledged esports setup for their 40k stuff it's quite impressive go listen mm -hmm. to i mean they have like a nearly twenty thousand euro budget for their team and stuff like that it's pretty france is like the model that every country should take for at least like supporting their team essentially because france has like a very impressive organization behind it agreed um, but yeah, I'd start with the Enter the Matrix stuff. Um, in terms of like BCP magic to find events, BCP has the capacity to search locally. So you can do like an area search around you. Uh, but the easiest way to find out about like team events and getting on teams and building up teams is to just network within your, your 40k community. So even um, just participating in local singles events can help you build out that team. And if you're on one of the four um, new countries or like the top 10 from last year, the contact loss stat check interviews for creme de la creme, 
has an answer, has a question session for the, those team captains on how to get involved with those team scenes. So if you're from one of those, like that can help you a lot with how to get into the scene um, in those countries. But also you can find the captain for your team, um, probably on a Facebook page, because most of the teams have Facebook pages, and kind of figure out how you need to get involved with those kind of regions. Because there was no way we were going to interview every single team captain. That was That's just too many people. I don't have that much time. Uh, Richard asks, is there a best way to analyze how a game has gone in order to learn from it regardless of the result? Um, easiest way is probably to take generally look at the score sheet and figure out what you didn't get, right? That, that's like the, the always the starting point. Look at the score sheet, work backwards from, okay, what did I not do that my opponent did? If it, you notice that it's a significant lack of primary, significant lack of secondaries, that's probably where the issue was. Um, you either had to attack your opponents more heavily or defend yours, then start looking back through decision points in the game and points where you felt something went wrong and try to equate them to the score sheet and be like, hey, this is where I felt like I lost primary control. What happened that turn that caused me to lose primary control? And then work backwards from there. Like work from the score sheet. Like think what was my expected outcome from this game? What went, what de deferred from that? Then go back through the game, look at pictures from the game, look at, you know, talk to your opponent and be like, hey, on turn, you know, I picked behind enemy lines and on turn three, I stopped scoring it. What went wrong that I was unable to do that? And it might be that you you played your chaff too aggressively or you didn't provide enough pressure that your opponent could uh, afford to go backwards to what you would already put there. Things like that. Uh, but almost always work back from the score sheets. Yeah, that's 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 a really good uh, way to look at it. Um, I will say one of the things that's really, really nice is the new Tabletop Battles uh, app that's been updated for 10th um, because it shows you a progression of the score yep, as the use, game goes use, on. Use Tabletop Battles app. Just use it. It's so much easier than anything else you can do. Unless you're WC, in which case don't use it. Use a paper score sheet so your coach can see it without having to ask for your phone. But other than that... Uh, All right. Uh... <laughs> I'm not going to ask that question. I'm going to stop asking David Gaylord questions live <laughs> on YouTube, but I will ask him when I see him in a week. Okay. I'll ask him how he likes his eggs in person just because. Um, Isaac is asking if we can get a draft teams event after vibe check is done. And the I answer don't think we're going to yes. do draft. I think I'm just going to let it be regular picking people selecting teams because draft didn't be a little awkward. And I would rather just let everybody play. That's fair. Uh, okay. Which WTC list will be this year's Ego Ego Admech? So oh, the story yeah, behind that is that last year there were three or four teams that just like had an Admech player and were like, we'll just let them play Admech. Uh, and I believe it was us, Sweden, and America. And yep. between them, I think they won 10 games. Uh, and six <laughs> of those were Siegler. So who I think just got aggressively paired for. Um, if you mean protected constantly. Yeah, that's that's what, <laughs> that's what that means. Um, I think it could be Knights, yeah. for sure. Uh, where people are like, we'll just play Knights, it'll be fine. And then it won't be fine. Because you can't first defend with them because everything preys on them. And you can't defend with them late because they put on heavy boards. So what do you do with your Knights list? I don't know. Uh, CSM, I could see being the other one that's very much false into that boat. That list needs so much protection and pairings. And it's just not good when it doesn't get board choice or doesn't get a good pairing. And it really kind of needs both, and it's not worth giving both. So we'll see what happens. The other question from Paul is, do you think there's a Necrons from last year that everyone has missed? Yeah, Tyro, obviously. Okay. On that terrible answer, uh, Chris asks, 
Nathan, what is your favorite bird and what is your favorite bird question, which is just a contact loss interview question. But I'm going to ask my two co-hosts, Ennis and Jeremy, what are your favorite birds? Uh, I don't know what it's called. Fuck. I find myself on bird TikTok a little too often. <laughs> oh, second host is on TikTok. Well, Excellent. I don't have an account. I just scroll yeah. to the algorithm, gives me sure. something really stupid, and then I switch over back to Instagram Reels. You know, okay. so I get the stuff a week later. Fair. Um, probably just parrots in general. I mean, I I could say Canadian geese, but they're just assholes. So, <laughs> um, I mean, as as somebody who lives by the coast, uh, obviously my favorite part is whatever kills seagulls. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think it might be bird shot, but <laughs> and my favorite bird is actually the crow. Crows are fucking smart. Little do you crows know, are cr cool. crows are quite smart birds. Ravens are a close second, actually, Ben. Um, but crows are real smart. My favorite story from another graduate student was that they befriended the crows near our university. And over time, the crows would bring them gifts. Uh, random these things, I have these things heard variants cool. of that. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this shot. These are, these are like a Scottish bird. They're fucking terrifying. They're like giant that, turkeys. They're called capercaillies. That looks like a turkey and, and uh, pheasant. Monsters created some yeah. kind of weird hybrid bird and then i guess i can ask you guys a bird question as long as we're here i'll ask a bird question it's the largest grouse in the world there you go that's uh who do you think wins in a fight a new york city pigeon or a, a pigeon from uh edinburgh there we go There's absolutely question. not the edinburgh pigeon not a chance there are barely any pigeons in edinburgh it's all seagulls so <laughs> how about a seagull Versus seagull wins every pigeon. goddamn time. You ever seen a seagull? <laughs> Seagulls love to be 30, man. That, that seagull knows war stories. <laughs> Jeremy, who wins in a fight? A Canadian goose or a federal eagle? Which is the Are national Are we doing bird. a one-on-one? -on -one? A one-on-one -on -one fight. Ca Canadian goose versus that eagle. I forget how big eagles are. The federal eagle is a pretty big one, but I'll look up numbers for you. I know you're a number numbers guy. Now, the national bird of Scotland is the golden eagle, by the way, not the not a pigeon. Just to make sure, <laughs> <laughs> the federal eagle is Germany's national bird. Um, in case anybody was wondering, God, where's size? Come on, thing. Just look for wingspan. That that'll give you the answer. Oh, federal eagles are they're massive. eight and a half. Okay. They're massive. They're eight. And a half <laughs> I was just gonna say, I just found the same thing. Eight and a half feet across. <laughs> yeah, the federal eagle just wins that one hands down. Yeah. However. If you get pack tactics involved, the goose wins. How many geese does it take to beat a federal eagle, though, is the real um, question. As many as you can fit on the head of a toonie. <laughs> there were there were like a lot of words in there. None of them actually. How many angels like can dance English? on the head of a pen, Nathan? That's the real question here. <laughs> uh, wow, that's a good one. I don't have an answer for it. Puffins. Right, are, not, I love puffins too. Puffins are so cute. Puffins are delicious, is what I've heard. That's all. I'm just putting it out there. How dare you? Um, Nick asks, are we really? Yeah, so there are your bird questions, which to me, to be totally honest, is hilarious that people love those. I don't know why you love them, WTC community, but I'm so glad you love Las them. Las Vegas Ravens kill and eat pigeons, but I'm not convinced that's not their sports team. So <laughs> <laughs> Nick, Nick asks, are we really only getting points changes in September? I thought that was the actual slate we were supposed to get in September. Which Sarah, but might it might only be points changes because we don't know where in the sequence of points changes and rules changes and points changes they're starting. 
I would ex well didn't they say again this is kind of like but didn't they say that it would be points changes every three months and rules changes every six? Yeah, that's what they said. I believe which means that we don't the know first where points change would September. Well, I mean it was, I would assume that we would start from zero, so three months in would be just point changes. Yeah. Look, man, I would like to assume that we start with rules changes, but um I hear, yes, you might be able to get me from but we have puffins in Scotland. It's not like a it's not unique to Iceland. <laughs> Puffins only exist in Iceland. And actually, a lot of people, what, who, people eat puffins. Sorry, uh -huh. buddy. It's a delicacy. I, um, cassowaries are the, are nature's most terrifying bird, though. I will say, whoever, uh, demonic Teddy, you are correct. The cassowary is nature's most terrifying bird. It's also protected, so you can't do anything to it. <laughs> well, you could defend yourself, I'm sure. I don't know if you can even defend you, yourself. You I think you have to run away. You have to run. It's like cornered by a cassowary. It's like cornered. You just got to let it beat on you for forty minutes. <laughs> you just got to take the twenty o that cassowary is going to give you. Which honestly, even if you fought back, I think that cassowary is going to twenty o you, bud. Twenty, Those 20 things are broken dangerous. limbs. Um, and then Eric asks, "What non forty k related thing are you looking forward to about WTC?" Uh, there is no such thing as a non 4K related thing at WTC, pal. Like, I am even the drinking is 4K to... related. I'm looking forward to meeting everybody. I'm really looking forward to meeting the contact loss crew in person because we've been working on these interviews for so long and now I just kind of want to meet them in person. Obviously, seeing everybody is part is the magic, right? Like, we're not going for the game, so. Also, Innes, I don't know if you know, but cassowaries are almost six feet tall. That is fucking terrifying. Um, <laughs> They're basically velociraptors. I could not imagine fighting against a large bird the size of me. I do not want to do that. Yeah, they're they're probably the closest thing to velociraptors that you can find. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing everyone. Um, WCC last year was a blast. Um, the game was in a pretty good spot, actually, with Mapalum. It really wasn't, but that's fine. We can put, look at it through rose tinted glasses if you want. I mean, we've got heavily tinted glasses right now. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Just remember, remember pairing 18 crisis suits, Jeremy. You remember that? Remember having fun? <laughs> What no, about Nexons that just went first and scored 100 points without, you, without looking yeah, at you? I, I know, I know, I know. And and Tyranids still existed, too. Yeah. What about what about Tyranids? What about the sisters matter that we were living in as well? Oh, like pale in comparison to, to what we're playing no, in right now. No, I don't now. think it does. I think it was just as bad, and we were all just pretending. I don't think it was this bad. It was. It was not fun last year, either. <laughs> Chris asks you me round four again to Jeremy. Sure. Have you the seen my list? When Jeremy realized he was becoming a bad person. <laughs> I realized I'm showing up at an international tournament to show up with a decent list and not just me with my dark angels. Yeah. Wait, shit. That's what I'm doing this year. <laughs> <laughs> Are you playing in Warmasters, Jeremy? I am. Ooh. Uh, I have borrowed one of my teammates' lists for the week. Yeah, yeah Jeremy's nice. playing GSC in the singles. Are you really? I am. Oh, dang. <laughs> I've actually been practicing with them, too, because I want to, you know, do fairly well. So, uh, Chris, you want to have a bit of fun? Well, Chris is playing Custodes. So, have you ever seen a man pass that many four-ups in his life? We'll see. Chris doesn't need reactive four-up, feel no pain. His just, his, his is always on. It's just called an end ball. I don't know. I'm super excited to play. 
Huh? I played Space Marines on list. I heard, I heard it was reactive. At, I heard it was reactive at the weekend. Oh, don't! Why did you bring up that pain? I've never seen a player more angry than when I tell them, "No, you didn't say that at the beginning of the phase." <laughs> Warmasters tattoo bets. You're playing Eldari, Ben. Yeah, Ben, you don't you don't get to War Boss no. Ben playing Eldari. Where's your orcs? Ben, if you drop more points, it's not War Boss anymore. It's Autark, Ben. And if you drop less points than I win games, I'll get a tattoo. Whoa. Wait. That doesn't feel like a good bet. That feels like a terrible bet poorly thought through. Um, ben, you should take that bet because Innis will be getting a tattoo. Uh, Hold on. So if I if I win six games, he has to get 100 and 100 and... Yeah, he can't drop more than six points the entire time. He has to win the tournament dropping less than six points in order to win that bet. That's that's the bet that I'm offering. Yeah, so, if you win one game, if you win one game. Yep, he has to drop win the event with dropping one one. one oh, point. I misunderstood that actually. Yeah. Never yeah. mind, don't take yeah. that bet anymore, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I misheard that every the army too. level imbalance there of what I'm willing to offer. I mean, if somebody I don't know. <laughs> I don't think there's a bet that I want to take. If, like, most of you are much better players than me, so, like, this seems terrible no matter what happens, guys. This is why I proxy bet uh, Anthony for Francois, but I think I'm still going to end up with a Team America tattoo as a result of it. <laughs> I definitely have pressured at least, I think, two WTC captains into that bet with Anthony, which will never stop being amusing. <laughs> Man, if the Americans choke, it's going to be so funny. Look, I feel like I win no matter what because I either like we're just Anthony gets a bunch it. of tattoos or a bunch of WTC people have Team USA tattoos, which will never. The problem is, I would like I would like to make a bet, but the only person I can bet through is Brian, and he's American, and I'm not, I'm worried that he'll sabotage me. So <laughs> he's just setting up for future years. Yeah, I mean, exactly. if you guys want, I also I don't have any do... tattoos, and I'm scared of needles, so it's a really bad thing for me to start betting on. I don't know if somebody really wants to do a War Masters bet, slide into the Discord, and we can talk about it. Yeah, if you're, if you're not paying us money, we're not taking bets from you. Let's start with that. Yeah, I mean, you got to help me pay for this tattoo. I actually am planning to get another tattoo to add to my new ones, and we can... We can all get stat check tramp stamps. I'm about doing War Masters bet. <laughs> it's not going to be a tramp stamp, um, but we can chat. Maybe I'll get somebody's podcast logo or something. I don't know. Get stat check behind your earlobe, like right in here. It's going to be on a place that I can hide for work purposes. Sorry, guys. Right here? <laughs> yeah, underneath my beard. I'd have to shave it, and then my wife will divorce me. That's already been threatened. You just shave, shave a circular hole. For the just under <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I will do like a bet with another podcaster or something. We can bet podcast logos. Mal, get Kyle on the get Kyle on these bets. I'll, I'll do a bet with Kyle. I know I can't lose that. <laughs> now you're gonna find yourself in a in a bet for a tattoo. You just gotta bet him if he can do that. If he can touch also, this. Okay, if Kyle can touch my head, can touch the top of my head. I'll get a tattoo. <laughs> also, Innis, as somebody who is also scared of needles and now has tattoos, it's not so bad. It'll be fine. Yeah, I know, but the the build up is worse than the. Uh... You just need somebody to hold your hand while you're doing it. That's fine. Just get Brian to sit with you. Five five pounds for. <laughs> this is that too fun. I mean, we can all For get Mal, Cal's feet both have to be on the ground when he does it. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't say anything about your feet having to be on the ground, though. Yeah, that's fine. 
I know we can we can we can you want all the tables in the event to fall over after I do <laughs> the shockwave. <laughs> I mean, we can have a sprint. We're degenerating into garbage, so we should we should wrap up. Okay, um, go wrap up the right. episode. Inez. Thank you so much, everybody, for being here with us for this slightly less scripted version of the very mm-hmm. unscripted show we normally do. Um, <laughs> tattoo would look really nice if it didn't have to have white bits on it, which is obviously the problem with tattoos. Um, yeah, thank you so much, everybody, for being with us. Uh, if you enjoyed the WC draft, I will have a screen of it in the um, the Discord, and the actual version that anybody can take part in will be live on in the Statue Discord by Friday. Let's do that. I can probably do Friday. That should be Saturday. Let's do Saturday, so I actually have a day off to get it organized, and there will be one that anybody can take part in, and there will be some number of small prizes for that. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please do check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash statcheck. And check out youtube.com slash csstatcheck for the show live every Tuesday at 11 p.m. Central, 5 p- or 11 p.m. GMT, 5 p.m. East, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, and 5 p.m. Wherever, wherever Nathan is, which I don't think is actually a real place uh, because I've never once seen a human being outside his window. Um, what? <laughs> I see people outside my window. <laughs> I've seen people outside my window all the time. And there are two people right there. The green screen. It's the green screen. The fact the fact is that Chicago is a real place, unlike the castle. That, in your th- that definitely doesn't sound true. I've definitely heard that it's it's like a musical. I don't think it's a place. I, I don't know. I did have somebody ask me if like the rumors of Chicago violence are true. So, and you believe they will be if you keep asking questions, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real reason oh. Porter left him there. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for being with us. If you're at the WTC, please do come and say hi. We would love to meet anybody who's a fan. Uh, Have a great time if you're playing us. uh, Beat Canada, beat America, lose to Scotland. Have a great weekend. Good luck at any tournaments. See you later. Bye-bye. For more shows like this, check out the Goonhammer Media Network. More info at media.goonhammer.com. Thank you.